We're back with Shit Gets Real, episode three. We are so excited to start this new season. I am Selena Stam. I'm Tony Hestrom. And this is Shit Gets, Gets Real. So today, Tony, we are going to talk about the different loan types. Yeah. And this can get a little confusing and a little... Like you get the glazed look in people's eyes when you talk too much about it. So we're going to try to simplify it. We are real estate agents. We are not mortgage brokers. We are not lenders, but we know enough to help you pick a mortgage. Pick it. That's right. <laughs> so I think the key question is how much money do you have? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have any money versus I have quite a bit of money, that's going to really kind of set the place of where you might land right. on a mortgage. There's three basic types, and there's all kinds of creative types within there. But the basic types would obviously be conventional, a conventional loan. And then you have your FHA loan, mm -hmm. which is a government-backed government. loan. And then you have your VA loan uh, that can be used by veterans mm -hmm. and active-duty military. Um, certain criteria to have that benefit. We won't go into those criteria in detail, but um, those would be the three basic. And then you may have jumbo loans mm -hmm. as you get into the higher price points. Right. Yeah. Right. And then um, so with the conventional and FHA, they can be as little as 3% down mm -hmm. and go on upwards to 20% for conventional. Right. Um, we're not seeing, are you seeing a lot of 20%? I mean, well, in the market that we are in, yes, yeah. we are seeing the 20%. Yeah. Um, but with the FHA, I typically see three to five percent down. Mm -hmm. um, that's not including closing costs. That is strictly your down payment. Right. Just to, right. and that could be a whole nother podcast. But briefly, the closing costs are the the fees associated with your loan as the buyer. Right. So when you're looking at a difference between a conventional, say three and a half percent down, and an FHA three and a half percent down, what's the difference? Well, the fees. Yeah, fees mm -hmm. and credit Cri score. Mm -hmm. Typically, you need a higher credit score for the conventional Eventually. loan. So if you call a lender and they're like, ah, you know, your credit score is a little low. Um, I'm not going to be able to get you on this conventional loan, but you can qualify for an FHA. You know, that's not the best news in the world. I mean, FHA was designed to give people with minimal money mm -hmm. an opportunity to, for homeownership. So the idea behind the FHA loan is really good. But there is one key that impacts all loan types, and that is a private mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. So you have lots of insurances when you go to closing on a house. You know, you have your homeowner's insurance that's going to actually, you know, protect the home or pay for things that get destroyed mm -hmm. and whatever. And then you're going to have title insurance, title. which is a whole other topic. But you might have mortgage insurance as well. You're going to pay mortgage insurance on any loan where you're putting less than 20% down. So if you're doing FHA, conventional 5%, conventional 10%, mm -hmm. in addition to your principal and interest, taxes and insurance, you're also going to have what they call PMI. And it's kind of like money that you just, I'm picturing a dog with his head out the window and the slobber flying Yeah, off. that's I mean, your money. It just kind of, it's ugly. Goes with that slobber. Yeah, you don't want to pay that if you no. can avoid it, right? And so on a convention, and, it, and it's very credit score based. 
So you can have two people who are buying the same price house, everything's the same, same, except one has a much higher credit score than the other, and the higher credit score person's gonna pay a lot less yes. in mortgage insurance. So credit scores can impact mm -hmm. everything, and you know, working on that is important mm -hmm. to choosing your loan type. Mm -hmm. Now, on an FHA loan, what's the worst thing about their PMI? Well, it stays with the loan the entire time. And why is that? And, but it's true. Yeah, and it's it's sad because on a conventional, it does not. That's correct. And so why does it not stay on the conventional? Yeah, because once you're able to show that you have that 20% equity, equity in your home, you're going to be able to get rid of the PMI because that risk factor has changed, right? But on the FHA loan, you could have 70% of your loan you paid off and you're it. still paying PMI. Mm -hmm. That's not good. So... If you're stuck getting an FHA loan, what would you do in that sense? Maybe five years, 10 years down the road. Well, I would probably work on my credit score and then refinance to a conventional Absolutely. loan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what I would do. So it's, there's like, a, you can have a plan in place. If you mm -hmm. really wanna buy a house and, and you're able to buy a house, get the house that you want yeah. and then have your five-year plan yes. and, and refi into a conventional. Now, with our VA loans, yes. there is no PMI with the with the VA loan. Yes, that's a great okay. benefit for veterans. That's yes. right, there's also, it's a zero down payment. That doesn't mean that you don't pay closing costs because closing costs are um, responsibility of the buyer. Mm -hmm. There are times at the seller we can negotiate seller paid closing costs in a market like what we're in now, it's not very, it's not happening a that's lot. That's right. Um, but a lot of veterans are, have the misconception mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't have to pay anything when I buy a house. That's right. And that's not true. You don't have a down payment, but you do have buying expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, your lender's going to charge you something. Your The title company's going to charge you something. Um, in our state, the state is going to charge you yep. something. You know, so you have a lot of expenses. The one expense you don't have when you buy a house? Buyer agency. Buyer agency. <laughs> we be free. Anyway, so don't run us ragged, all right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so um, the VA loan is obviously, if you've earned that right, if you um, have been in the military, and again, there's some criteria involved with that, join us at an upcoming workshop. If you see this podcast after the workshop has aired on July 10th, 10th. you're going to be able to find that podcast, I mean, excuse me, that video online. We are talking specifically about VA loans, and there's so much information to share. And another thing is, on if you go to our YouTube channel, you, you subscribe and like us, um, you will find a lot of information on there as well. We've covered this topic before, specifically just the VA loan. Mm -hmm. We have several videos that are very informative, um, so... Go on there. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, let's see. So one question that we got was, what are the popular loan types in Tampa? Yeah. So it's kind of all across the board. I can tell you that in coming here, so mm -hmm. um, my history is I did business close to a large military base. And here, even though we have MacDill Air Force Base, the VA, the veteran buyer, is a minority, mm -hmm. right? It's mostly FHA that we were seeing, and then obviously conventional. And then whenever there's an odd switch in the market, you see the cash pouring yeah. in. So I would say that VA loans are probably um, in the minority still, mm -hmm. and conventional is the way people are, are going because of the frenzied seller's market that we're in. You know, there's reasons why sellers think conventionals are yeah. better. And so when I started my real estate career about eight years ago, it was all VA, all VA, all VA, right? Um, and then I 
a few FHA, not mm-hmm. a lot. And then now this year it's VA, but they've switched to conventional because that's how they're able to get their contract accepted. That's right. That's right. So it's um, it's an interesting market with mm-hmm. the loans. And, and a lot of people get scared when there's the suggestion of, okay, if you have good credit, you have some down payment, are you willing to go conventional? Would you be willing to speak with a lender about it so you can know all your options? Yeah. And I know it's a little scary, but I've well, had a couple and it's it's worked out well. I think one of the things is, is you know, those government-backed loans tend to have a slightly lower interest rate. Yes. So a veteran who has earned the right to have the VA benefit has a hard time giving that up, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, But you can buy conventional and you can always refinance to another loan type in the future. Yeah, yeah you can refinance to a VA loan and you'd actually um, – probably cash out some of the equity probably. you have, get that 20% mm-hmm. back out or whatever. You know, so there are options to still utilize that, even if you might not be able to as you're buying the contract, excuse me, buying the house in this market. Yeah, oh, another topic for the VA loan would be um, if you utilize your VA loan and your rate's a little bit higher for whatever reason, we were talking about refinance. Well, the VA offers the, it's called interest rate reduction loan. Yes. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken advantage of it and was able to get two and a quarter for yeah. my new rate. And the, there's some fees associated with it, but it's an interest rate reduction loan. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It reduces your interest rate. So if you were at 4%, let's say, but the rates are really low at two, which two is really low. I'm just easy numbers. Yeah. Um, you call a lender who does them, yes. or you can call us, and we have several that we know that, that um, can do them for you. And it helps lower your monthly payment. It It's a good, it was good for us. Mm-hmm. It was good for my family. Yes. And a good lender will tell you when it's not the right That's choice. That's right. You know, we have some, a couple lenders in particular who, when the interest rates had dipped, we reached out to all of our past clients, all of our veteran past clients, to tell them, hey, call a lender, see if the VA Streamline program mm-hmm. is right for you, right? Some of them it was. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect fit, a wonderful opportunity, and a few of them it, it wasn't. And it's good to have a lender you can trust who, even though they have an opportunity to make money on a refi, and by the way, realtors don't make anything on a refi, right? right? But even though they have an opportunity to make money on a refi, they're willing to tell you that it's not the right option. And there's a kind of a formula they use to find out if it is or isn't. And I think this formula makes sense on any kind of loan when you're thinking of refiing. So let's just, you know, you're gonna have closing costs when you refi. It's like you're closing on your house all over again. And And you're starting over. Yeah, starting over and mm-hmm. you have to take how much you're spending. Is it costing me 10000 to refinance? Is it reducing my payment by $50? How many times does $50 go into 10000 That's how many months it's going to take me to break even, mm-hmm. and then I start saving money. So those are the kind of things that you're looking for whenever you're considering the refi. And um, so we had a past client that had reached out to me last year when it, we were talking about the streamline, and um, he was only going to save like $25, and he was considering it. But So he called called and he sent me the paperwork and said, will you go over this with me? And $25 to me is not like I need to be saving at least 150 or more to make it worth it. Right. In my brain. Um, And we did the same thing. We looked at his closing costs and it was going to take him something like seven years. And and he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be here that long. Just didn't work. And $25 
I yeah. mean, yeah. that's just, it was insulting. Yeah. So he didn't do it. But that that was our main reason also for, for our mail out would be to just to justify, to educate our past clients, to let them know that this was an option and to reach out to us when they did it because we don't want them just refining for $25. Yes. It needs to be something that's substantial. substantial. And see, that lender, if that lender had been on our list and they actually sent paperwork mm-hmm. for a client to sign only saving $25 that they could wouldn't catch a break even for seven years yeah. would be off the list. Mm-hmm. Chop, chop, yeah. slash. Because <laughs> <laughs> that just is an obvious move that the lender didn't care didn't about care. the buyer and just mm-hmm. wanted to, um, or the homeowner, and mm-hmm. just wanted to make a sale, right? Yep. So Bad loans are tricky sometimes and overwhelming, but if you have a really good lender and a really good real estate agent that is knowledgeable, that can help you through the process, it'll make things a little bit easier mm-hmm. and help you understand. So you kind of are navigating the process educated with more knowledge, let's say. Yeah. So you're not feeling like, because you all hear those stories. Nobody told me any of that. Now I feel like I got hoodwinked, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's just not how it should be. Right. You, should ha- you should have tons of knowledge up here when buying a home. So... If you're not putting the cart in front of the, the horse, horse, which one's the cart and which one's the horse? Hmm. So to me, the cart would be, wait, are we talking about the lender or the real estate agent? <laughs> sometimes she does this to me and I'm smart, but sometimes I'm like, I don't get it. Okay. Don't, so you heard who's, don't put the cart before the horse. In, you're so, saying some, the real estate agent or the lender is the cart let's the say, horse? Let's say the house is the cart. And the lender is the horse. Well, you got to put the horse first. This is um, how we really get off track yeah. and keep you engaged. You have to put the horse first. We need we need everybody to chime in. Okay. Right? Because now I don't even know what you I'm talking about. You should put that horse first. <laughs> I have no idea. You lost me at that horse thing. Don't put uh, so the saying again. Let's say it just real quick because if you say it too don't much. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. Don't put the cart before the horse. Right. Because so the, the, horse, cor- the, the horse, horse has the to lender. pull the cart. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. Like the horse has to get all the apples to the farm. Yeah. Or wherever it's going. <laughs> right? So it can sell it at the farmer's market. Don't but if it's the if the cart is before the horse, the cart can't get there and the apples rot. Okay. So which one's the house? The cart. <laughs> the cart. <laughs> I there. Think. There. That's our... Anyways, yes. give us your opinion on who's the cart and who's the horse. <laughs> that would be lovely. For more information on loans, we've got lots of things about loans, like Selena had mentioned, on our YouTube channel. We're always talking about that because it's a crucial part of being a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Can't get the house without the money. Cart before the horse. <laughs> <laughs> but join us again next week as we uh, tackle more important real estate topics on Shit Gets Shit Real. Shit Gets Real. And please make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We're all there, everywhere.